0: Welcome to Upside, the business growth podcast. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and leaders who want more upside from business and from life. Hello and welcome to Upside, the business growth podcast brought to you by Forbes Books. I'm your host, author and entrepreneur, Rusty Shelton, and I'm excited to have Denise Walsh on the show today. We're going to talk about self-improvement, layered leadership, and uh, how to be more successful in your life. So Denise has helped over a million people find their purpose and fulfill on their God-given destiny. She started her career by working with families at a local mental health agency as a clinical psychologist and has continued on to use her talent with It Works Global to build a large team of motivated, positive and enthusiastic business owners. Her impact as a leader in the direct selling industry as a top income earner with It Works has given her a unique insight on what drives people to action. As a certified trainer with Jack Canfield, an elite coach with the John Maxwell team, and the author of the Amazon bestseller, Retire Your Husband, Denise knows how to tap into a person's ultimate potential and find their greatness. In her new workbook, she's tapping into a combination of cutting-edge neuroscience, biblical principles, and captivating real-world stories. Denise, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Rusty. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh my gosh. So over a million people uh, that you have touched throughout your career, first of all, congratulations. And and secondly, I'm curious, in, in, in the course of that experience, uh, what would you say is the largest obstacle you have seen to, to somebody realizing their ultimate potential?
1: Well, I definitely, I, th- I feel like most people start Off Any new venture with a toe with their toe in the water and there's a couple things that need to happen for them to fully embrace who they are their strengths and own their their why own their story and like like blossom right. And so most people, and we say largest obstacle is is usually themselves. It's usually limiting beliefs. It's usually not seeing as much success around them. So they don't even really know what that looks like. And so their worldview is, you know, my, my, I mean, I grew up with that, right? I grew up, my dad was an accountant. My mom was a stay at home mom. And I was raised to think that you go to school, you get a job, you stay there for 30 years, and then you retire. And so I didn't know that there were other options. So first we work on limiting beliefs we work on vision and and then once you kind of have let go of those limiting beliefs decided the life and the world that you want you have the clear vision for getting there then anything, anything is possible. And I've seen so much transformation throughout the, the years in this area uh, that once we kind of get over ourselves, we <laughs> really can do anything. So how, how do you detox
0: somebody off of those limiting beliefs? As you mentioned, most people grow up in that kind of environment or a lot of people do. Um, how do you go about kind of retraining somebody to to, to really shed those?
1: First is education. Honestly, I think most people just don't even know. I think that's why so many kids want to be teachers and firemen, right? Because that's what they see, maybe superheroes. But uh, so education is one. There are lots of ways to make money. There are lots of ways to do business. There's lots of ways to be a mom. There's lots of ways to run a family and it's not just one way. So education is a big part in our industry. We have to build confidence that our industry is valid and that people make money here. And this is a a great way to, to make money on the side in your own home and, you know, all of those things. And so education is, is the first step. And then we also really focus on community because we know that change is easier when it's done with a community support. So we create a community where we're focused forward and we're focused on dreams and we can kind of start rearranging those thought patterns. When you experience negativity or a, a pitfall or whatever, the community can help bring you back up um, when you ask for help and, and you kind of connect in that way. And I found that that's really helpful, too.
0: Well, I know, you know, you've got quite a bit of experience in the field of, of neuroscience, and I'm curious, how, how do you integrate that to, to what you're doing as you grow your business and, and lift others up?
1: ooh, I love this. This is my favorite. So I got my master's in clinical psychology. And so i I had the background with that. And then I was really able to put it in, you know, put it into practice, not just in my psychology career, but in my business. And oh my gosh, people often ask me, do you still use your degree? And I'm like, um, yes, every day <laughs> working with people. Um, and, and I love this because the limiting beliefs, the fear-based beliefs that most people come in with or I mean, we all experience it, regardless where we are on our entrepreneurial journey. Uh, they, they can—they're just a thought pattern. They're just a thought pattern. It's just a habit. It's the mode of thinking. And what I've learned through my studies with neuroscience is that it can be changed. And when you change your thought patterns, you know, you're changing, you're creating new thought habits. You're choosing life. You're choosing love. You're not. Going down the rabbit trail of fear, but you're choosing, like, captivating that, or capturing that thought, and choosing the thought that you want. It creates new neural pathways in our brains, which then creates new thought habits. And when that happens, amazing things happen throughout your body. The way we think truly impacts the hormones that are released. It impacts the cell, like our like the energy of our cells. It impacts um, just the the chemicals that are released throughout our brain. And, and so when I take people on this journey from, you know, rut to revival, essentially, I can see it start to change everything on the outside for them because it's first changing everything on the inside.
0: Sure. Well, one of the things I'm curious about, I know, you know, through your work with Jack Canfield and John Maxwell, you're, you're dealing with some of the most successful, leaders around. And and so, you know, this kind of a message where you're really retraining people in a lot of ways, um, how how do you, how do you sort of break down the initial walls that, that might go up for somebody that, that let's say this listening to this interview right now, that is, that is a bit more of, you know, let's call it quote unquote, a business mind. How how do you, how do you help them to reframe um, the, the things that might be limiting that business and personal success?
1: Well, in working with Jack Canfield and John Maxwell and and not just them, but their whole teams and the people that um, were accompanying me on on these adventures, I find that personal development and mindset creates community, it creates culture, it creates... it allows you to blow through your own personal glass ceilings. And honestly, we often don't see where we're capping ourselves. And we often can do more and be more than we really truly think. So creating the space for yourself to learn and grow and and pour into yourself so then you can pour into others makes businesses better. You make more money. You create loyalty within your team. And, and when people get better, honestly, everybody wins.
0: No doubt. No doubt. So let's let's dig into that piece there because nowhere is that more true than than on your own team as you start to build up leaders. And I know you have built your own personal team uh, to, to a pretty large group right now. And one of the things I've heard you talk a lot about uh, is, is this idea of layered leadership and team community. What, what does that mean to you?
1: So with layered leadership, I mean, you can think about this in a business setting, you know, CEO, managers, regional managers, directors, you know, all of those things. And in my business, it's basically I'm taking uh, entrepreneurs or uh, my team and I'm helping them become the leaders of their own team because I can't physically mentor 50 to 100,000 people, but I can take care of 10 to 20 people well. And so when I think of layered leadership, it's the duplication process and the culture that starts at the top that you can, you know, I take care of my, you know, 10 to 15 leaders well, which means I'm invested in them. They know me. We have a relationship. I truly believe that influence starts with a relationship. So I can influence them because I know them. And we do retreats and I, I focus on their strength. So I'm really have my eyes and ears open to what they're good at. And then I give them a space to thrive there. So if they love the products, and they can teach, you know, they get on a call with us and they teach us about their favorite product and then they get kudos from other people who are listening and friend requests and all these things. And so you kind of give them a stage, a place to grow. And that comes with listening to their strengths. And then I'm teaching them to duplicate that with their own teams, right? So I'm intentionally pouring into them, teaching them, guiding them. But then I'm saying, okay, now it's your turn. And I'm asking them to duplicate that with their team. And I think that when... They feel that sense of community within their own organization. They feel proud. They feel, you know, like they're growing into the leadership position, and and then um, the goal, right, with our industry, is that eventually I'll head to the beach. Sure,
0: no, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt about that. So so that transition, though, Denise, where you take somebody from, you you know, finding their strengths, what they're really good at, giving them space to do that, but but then the the inflection point that I found in my career is, was when you can get that person to them, do the same thing for others, um, mm-hmm. in, in the way that you've done it for them. So how, how do you coach that piece of it?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Cause some, it doesn't come naturally for some people. They kind of have to be told. Um, and so what I've done with that as is, is I'll say, all right, this is why I'm doing these leadership calls or this is one reason why I'm doing these retreats or this is why we're, and, and I, and challenging you to do to duplicate this with your team. So then I'll ask them, how is it going with X, Y, and Z? How is it going with your team calls? How is it going with the retreat you're planned? How is it going with um, training these people? How is the community, you know, and, and, and I feel like there's some accountability and then they, they rise to meet my expectation. But I do think there needs to be a clear expectation because it doesn't necessarily happen on its own. I, I, see, do, teach, right? They see it for me doing it. I, I'm I'm doing it for them. They experience it, see it, and then they can do it for their own team. And then they can teach it to their leaders to duplicate as well. So we do practice, see, do, teach. I, I set an expectation. Uh, I check in to hold them accountable on that expectation. and And most people rise to meet it because we have that relationship and I do have that influence.
0: Love that. Love that. And as I was going through your bio, Denise, my guess is our audience did a bit of a double take when I when I gave out the name of your best selling book, Retire Your Husband. Talk, talk to us. <laughs> what, does, what does that mean?
1: <laughs> Great question. So Retire Your Husband came because my husband and I are full-time in our network marketing business. And we've been full-time for eight or nine years now. And we have found that although our company starts a lot of times with the women getting involved, once the men started to see their dollar, the dollar signs and they started to realize, oh my gosh, I don't have to be stuck at my J-O-B either, it became a family mission to retire both the mom and the dad <laughs> and, and you know, just be a full-time family. And so we found that there was a lot of full-time families happening within our company. The husbands were coming home from work. They were excited to partner along and and, uh, and so retire your husband became part of our team mantra because all of the wives were like, we've got to get our husbands out of this job that they don't like, that's sucking the life out of them, and we need to do this together.
0: Love that. We want to know your upside. Go to advantagefamily.com forward slash my upside and share your business journey for a chance to be featured on our blog and be entered to win a free copy of my new book, Authority Marketing. So uh, talk to us a little bit about the, the networking, the, the network marketing industry. I, I think you're right that oftentimes it starts with, with the wife in, in that situation and then, and then expands to the husband. What, what, what have you found in terms of, of growth? What's the hardest thing about growing that particular kind of business?
1: Um, well, to be honest, I think in my experience, we're working with employee mindset. So most people who get started have never owned a business before. They don't really know what they're doing. They aren't skilled in marketing. I mean, I wasn't either. So there's nothing wrong with those things. But they come in with an employee type mindset, meaning tell me what to do and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And so when we're training new distributors, a lot of times we kind of do sit. We're like, Here's a path to follow. You know, <laughs> Here's what you need to do. Sure. Go do it. And we give them that path to follow until they get their feet wet and grounded and feel like they can try new things on their own and they've built the mental capacity and strength to do those things. So we're kind of making employees, entrepreneurs, and that's an interesting space to be because uh, it's – yeah, it's not, it doesn't come naturally. Not everybody's a visionary. Not everybody can, can see what they don't see quite yet. Not everybody has confidence and belief immediately. So we really pour in to our new distributors and help kind of grow those things within them.
0: How soon do you know, Denise, if you can help somebody to make that jump? In other words, how, how soon do you know if that person is capable of making that, that jump mm-hmm. in terms Good of mentality? Question.
1: Four to six weeks. Interesting. Okay. And the reason, the reason is, is because I really, number one, are you calling me back? Like step one, <laughs> if you really want to learn this business, like you need to plug in and ask me questions and, and, and that kind of thing. But number two is I watch how people go through their first funk. So when they get a no, which we all will, when their are you know, brother says it's a pyramid scheme, which mine did. And, you know, these things happen. And, and, and so I, I watch and I, I kind of the way that they make it through their first funk is really telling because if they ask if they call me and they ask questions and they you know say oh my gosh this just happened what do i do and that kind of thing i know they're good because they're eager to learn and they're they're we've built the relationship enough where they can come to me when they feel down but if their first funk you know knocks them on the ground and they can't get back up um, then, then usually that 's a telltale sign that they 're not quite ready, and usually at that point i 'll <laughs> refer them to a book and let me
0: know when you 're ready. Call me back when you're, when you 're ready to rock. <laughs> How about the new workbook? so you know we've got it, it, it looks like kind of an interesting combination there of cutting edge neuroscience and then biblical principles, uh, along with some narratives. Tell us a little bit more about who that 's for.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I mean, remember, I was a clinical psychologist before I did network marketing. So I came with that leadership, personal development backbone like that was my thing. And so throughout the last decade of working with our team, we've we've done a lot of that work. You know, we we do the high ropes course and fight through fears and, you know, those experiences together. And throughout my work with Jack Canfield, with John Maxwell, learning from Dr. Caroline Leaf, who is a neuroscientist, and just really learning and digging into the why I have seen transformation over and over again. I've seen people become better and blossom and thrive and get over their fears and heal and free themselves from fear, all of that. And I realize over time that there's more to the story, that it's not just positive psychology, mumbo jumbo, think positive stuff. Like there's truly changes that happen into our brain that impact our genetics. If you think of epigenetics, you can turn genes on and off based on your thinking and the environment you put yourself in. Uh, And then even quantum physics is in there, right? Like the energy that we put out, we get back in. And there's a lot of studies going on right now that solidify or a concrete i don't know how the word like to make it it's, it's more than it there's a reason why this stuff works and so when I started realizing and learning all of the reasons why this stuff worked I realized oh my gosh the Bible talks about this all the time take your thought captive renewing of your mind the power of the tongue there's so many stories where Jesus in my opinion was teaching us all of these amazing like quantum physics, neuroscience world, right? And and we often don't even have the ears to hear that because we don't understand it. So once I started realizing and learning all of these pieces, kind of putting them into this puzzle, I I felt like everybody needed to know. So the workbook is I've practiced this with my team. I've done it with them for, for a decade now. And I just needed to get it out of my head and put it somewhere where we could, where more people could experience it.
0: Love that. Love that. Well, so much of your career, Denise, has really been about empowerment. And I'm just curious for you, as you kind of look back across your business journey, what, what's been the greatest upside to it?
1: Mm, honestly, I feel like I found a place where I was surrounded with dreamers, with goal setters, with doers. I felt I found a place where I was safe and comfortable. And, and I say that because, because of the community that we are in, I found a place where I could thrive. And I think if I hadn't said yes to this 11 years ago, I'd be Burn out, bore out of my mind in a cubicle, you know, working with people that don't really want help. And, and I, and I'm so, so grateful. I took a step, I took a risk, I did something different. And honestly, because of that, I've, I've become who I'm supposed to be. And I can say that confidently. And so I'm so excited to help other people do the same. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. So for our audience, if they want to learn more about your book, the, the upcoming workbook, the work that you're doing, where can they go for more information?
1: You can absolutely go to denisewalsh.com. That is where you can sign up for the Dream Life Design Map, which is basically a year kind of goal setting, like where do you want to go, uh, work or PDF that we created. And you can get that at denisewalsh.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at it's like Instagram, you know, backslash the Denise Walsh and facebook.com backslash the Denise Walsh.
0: Love it. Love it. That's great. Well, Denise, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today. I think we, we we got a lot out of it and I sure appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: And for our audience, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Upside, the business growth podcast brought to you by Forbes Books. To learn a little bit more about Forbes Books, uh, go to ForbesBooks.com. And until next time, be well. Thanks for listening to Upside, the business growth podcast. We'll catch you next time. And until then, hope things are looking up.